Hello everybody, it's the 20th of the month and we are on our 20th episode. So I could have given you 20 titles to watch across all the streaming platforms, but I already did that three episodes ago in episode 17. So instead, what I will be doing today is that I will be giving you a review on one show per platform for you guys to check out. My name is Gino Shadile and today I will be telling you about four shows that I've watched recently and I'm going to be rating them. Each of these shows are from a different platform. So instead of doing a top five on Netflix, it's basically one from Showmax, one from Netflix, one from Prime Video and so on. The first one is a series, a drama series called Spinners. It's a new one that's about gang life in Cape Town. It's the story of a 17-year-old boy called Ethan who is responsible for his younger brother. The whole premise of this is that Ethan is trying to escape the brotherhood of gangsterism and violence. And after an innocent boy gets shot, he decides that he's had enough. He stumbles upon a guy called Shane who introduces him to the world of spinning. So spinning is when you take a car, typically a BMW, and you drift, go sideways, or do donuts. Ethan is played by Cantona James. He is joined by Dylan Windfogel. Dylan is from Blood and Water, so if he looks familiar, that's where you would have seen him. And there is a young lady called Chelsea Thomas who is featured as the female spinner. The way this series is shot is almost in real life. Now, I know it's a bit of a weird thing to say, but they don't try to glamorize shootings. They don't try to particularly overdo an action scene. It's almost as if you are walking past as this thing has happened. It's like a day in the life of Ethan. So if you're seeing somebody get shot, they might only give you about two or three actual frames of that thing happening but it's never like how shiny the bullet is it's never how gorgeous the gun looks in the gangster's hand and that's what i like a lot in fact some people might see it as a bit boring because it's not hollywood style but i think it's very engaging and it moves away from what we have been seeing recently there are eight episodes of it and each episode drops every wednesday so i would suggest that you watch the first episode um, and then after that, give it about two or three weeks so that you can binge the rest instead of having to watch one app per week. This is a co-production between Showmax and Canal Plus. The reason I'm mentioning the co-production between Showmax and Canal Plus is because this is the first African series to be selected for the Cannes Series Festival. So now we're all familiar with the Cannes Film Festival, where you win Cannes Lions. Now there is an offshoot of that, which is the Cannes Series, that focuses primarily on series. It was an 8 out of 10 for me. The next one is from Prime Video, and it's called The Burial. The Burial is a legal drama series which features Jamie Foxx. It's great seeing Jamie Foxx after the health scare that he had in April. Now, naturally, they would have shot this last year around March when he was still healthy and well. But once somebody gets sick and we realize how fragile life is, just seeing them on screen in their full glory is always something worth looking forward to. Jamie Foxx, whose real name is Eric Marlon Bishop, plays this big shot lawyer that has never lost a case. He is paired up with Tommy Lee Jones, who is Jerry O'Keefe, and Jerry O'Keefe is the person that he has to help in this big case. What are they doing? They are fighting a big corporate giant in the funeral business. 
This legal drama is based on a true story which took place in 1995. So you don't have to understand law to keep up with where the movie is going because they explain everything in great detail. All you're looking for or all you're watching really is Jamie Foxx give some of the best performance of his life in the courtroom. And again, The Burial, which is on Prime Video, is an 8 out of 10. The third review of today's episode is called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. This one is on Netflix. Eurovision is a singing competition movie like no other. Think Pitch Perfect meets Thor, Love and Thunder. It's set in the quiet town of Husavik in Iceland, where Will Ferrell's character, Lars Eriksson, has dreamt of winning the Eurovision Song Contest for all of his life. He obviously has a father who doesn't believe in him and a singing partner that he is not sure he is in love with. Through a series of weirdly orchestrated yet unexpected events, Lars and his partner Sigrid get to take part in the Eurovision competition. The rest of the film is about their trials and tribulation to become Europe's number one singing sensation. The accents are impressive, especially Pierce Brosnan, who used to be James Bond. There are some Icelandic bits which you wouldn't hear or understand, and it made me wonder if they were really speaking Icelandic or if they were speaking a language that doesn't exist. The feel-good comedy is for any day of the week, so you don't have to have a long, boring Saturday to watch it. You can put it on any time and you'll be laughing throughout the film, and that's why I gave it a 7 out of 10. The last one on today's list is called Tetris. And you can find it on Apple TV+. Plus. So we're all familiar with the Tetris game, which is basically a series of blocks. And you have to put them in a line in order to keep making that line disappear. And the whole point of Tetris is to make sure that it doesn't reach the top. Apparently, the story of how the Tetris game was acquired isn't quite as easy or straightforward. It is a biographical thriller, which means it's a true story based on the life of Hank Rogers, who is played by Taron Egerton. What Hank Rogers does is that he goes into the Soviet Union, Russia specifically, and he tries to acquire rights to this game. So the company that he was working for, called Mirasoft, has got rights to sell the Tetris game on PC. But nobody in the world has the rights to sell it as a handheld console. So he wants to take those rights, sell them to Nintendo, and make a lot of money. What starts off as a simple mission ends up with him getting bullied, him getting followed, his wife getting bullied, and basically being told by the KGB to leave Russia and never come back. Through resilience and the will to get very, very rich, he obviously leaves Russia, but then comes back and eventually acquires the rights to Tetris and makes a whole lot of money from it, but not only for himself, but also for the developer of Tetris, which is a Russian guy called Alexa. And he is the unknown game developer who started this game in his house and never dreamed that it would be as big as it is. In the next coming episodes, we will be talking to an editor who will be giving us a masterclass on editing. And this follows from our episode last week, which we had with Ubanel, who is a filmmaker. 
So having listened to that again and having seen your feedback online, I decided to now bring in an editor by the name of Chad Pop, and he will be telling us exactly what goes into cutting a piece. Future episodes will also include the best Christmas movies of all time, the best black comedies of all time, and more reviews. You can find us on Twitter, which is now called X as African Couch Pot, on Instagram as African Couch Potato, and on TikTok as African Couch Potato. And that's all I have time for today. Goodbye and keep binging. <laughs>